Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. (laughs) Good morning. It's so good to have you here today. And our program today is going to be awesome, particularly if you are working in a career and want some new steps and want some new support. You know, Second Wind is about women. (laughs) I focus it on us, ladies. You know, there are times in our lives when we just need some additional support. Support outside of our friends, our family. But we need to hear an honest voice, a good suggestion, a, a new way of thinking. And so that's why I created Second wind. That when you get in a spot in your life which you're needing some juice to perk you up, send you forward, and and let you know that there are so many things out there that you can be doing. We are the nurturers. Yeah, we are the nurturers. (laughs) We take care of everybody. But in this program, I want you to start thinking about you. How important it is to connect with your strengths of leadership and love. I really want each woman to realize her value and contribution to the world. One of those ways is when we go through a transition. We need to redesign our life. We need to move forward in some way. Maybe we're, life has totally changed and now we're taking care of parents. Our children have lost the, left the nest. We've lost relationship. And we just face with a new tomorrow. Well, that's why we're here today. So I want you to find that perfect cup of coffee and that perfect chair and sit back because you're going to love listening to my guest this morning, Patty DiNucci. Patty and I met years ago, probably two or three years ago, and as I have found through my journey, many times we meet and then we reconnect with those people that we meet in the past. For perfect timing is what I like to say. It's perfect timing. So when I reconnected with Patty, a few months ago, we decided this wonderful new, this great uh, venue would be great for my listeners. Patty Danucci is a Texas girl. Well, not, she lives in Texas. She didn't grow up in Texas. But anyway, Patty Danucci is an award winning speaker, consultant, workshop facilitator, and author who helps promote people. Live, work, and connect 
at a higher level. Awesome. Now, she has done this through her past years of work, but she also became an author of the Inter Intentional Networker, Attracting Powerful Relationships, Referrals, and Results in Business. So, whether you are doing business outside of your home, you're doing business networking in the professional world, what is it that you are involved with? Networking. Networking is a valuable tool. So, welcome, Patty. I'm delighted that you're with us today. Thank you, Joyce. I'm just so pleased that you invited me on your show. Well, it was fun going over your website and seeing all the really active things that you do. You speak a lot. You're helping a lot. You're coaching. You're yeah. doing so many wonderful, fun things. Yeah, it's been really wonderful. It's just um, it's been a fun way to use all the different experiences and gifts and things that I've been given. Mm. Yes, and one of the things – now, you didn't start out. How did you make this transition into where you are today? Because you started in, you grew up in Minnesota, correct? I did. I did. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My mm -hmm. grandfather, H.A. Parks, started the first Chevrolet dealership up in northern Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And he ran that business through the, he started it during the Great Depression. I mean, who does that? Wow. Um, and then he ran it. He, he kept it going through the Depression despite some very hard times. Mm -hmm. My father um, came back from World War II and joined the business, mm -hmm. and I just grew up in an environment where um, relationships, personal and professional relationships, business relationships, community relationships, were all very, very important to the survival of the family business. Right. And so they yeah. were my earliest inspiration. I, I worked at the dealership through high school and college. Mm -hmm. And my dad and grandfather were great mentors to me. And, you know, I didn't even really know it at the time. I just thought everybody's, you know, dad and grandfather <laughs> were like this. I know. We do that, yeah, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And so I went off to college um, in Wisconsin, got a degree in clothing, textiles, and design, of all things. Oh, Came to man. Texas and I realized that the jobs in that field were few and far between here, but there were a lot of high-tech jobs here in Austin. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I ended up working in the marketing department of a technical company and then from there moved to a startup advertising agency run by a woman, which was mm. wonderful. I talk about a nurturing yes. environment. Learned mm -hmm. a lot about promoting and copywriting and working with clients, helping them become more visible, more reputable in the marketplace. Oh, and wow. Then, yeah, and then I went out on my own in 1989 to become a writer and a consultant, learned more uh -huh. about promoting people, helping them become visible. I had to get out and network and generate business for myself. Yes. I didn't have any problems <laughs> doing that because it was a natural fit for me given my, my growing up years. Right. And then I um, started a little agency where I promoted other freelancers and consultants, nurtured them, groomed them. And then it was when my father died. I was with my dad when he died um, probably about six or seven years ago, and I realized, wow, he gave me such a great legacy. It's up to me now to give that to others, you know, not yes. just my own son, but to others. And so that's what really 
lit a fire under my rear end to um, write the intentional networker and just unload everything I'd learned. Well, not everything, but a lot of what mm-hmm. I'd learned to yeah. create something that my son could use. Like my son's graduating from college on Saturday. Yippee! Like, yeah, big, big <laughs> milestone there. And, you know, it's time to share this with the world. So that's the journey. I mean, it's interesting. You know, we talk about journeys. There is just one step, one fork in the road, one set of experiences that leads to the next one. And then all of a sudden you look back and realize it was almost destiny. Mm. I know it, it's um, almost freaky, you know, when you see how you, how you dance with people in situations through your life. And yeah. as you as you say, you look back, and you went, oh, that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and look how that's prepared me for this. And I, I like it. Yeah, but I would definitely know. encourage your listeners that, you know, <laughs> even if they're going through something that seems odd right now or stressful or uh-huh. not natural um, or unexpected, it, there's a reason for it. There's a reason. Yeah. It's going to teach you something that you will use and share with others later. Mm, I agree. I agree so strongly. Well, so the sun is going to move out. Then you're going to have a new adjustment. Oh, well, he's already moved out. He's been in Fort oh. Worth. And that was a big, you talked about transitions. That's a big one. That's a big (laughs) one. The intentional networker was sort of an empty nest project for me. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you poured your whole heart into it because it's just an awesome book. I have, uh, although I'm in not totally finished with it, I can tell you it is going to be one of my Bibles that I'm going to hold on to because of the the valuable information that's in that book. That's what people say. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's been great. I even, I'll be honest, I even go back and reread sections because, you know, they say you share and teach what it is you need to learn. Yes. And um, I think that's true of anybody who considers themselves an expert or a, or a specialist or whatever, um, to go back and, and learn, the, relearn and refresh ourselves on the things we're teaching. Very important. Right. Well, now you and I were 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 in a work several workshops with Marsha Weeder a few yeah. years back. Yeah. And we learned um there about some important things, the networking, which you had had a lot of history with, but it was very new to me. Mm-hmm. I had always been a social buddy, which meant I could walk up to anybody, but when I had to carry on a conversation, I was like my father in that way that I could talk to the wall. And um, it would respond. But when I started networking for business, I sort of got a little freaky Mm -hmm. because then I had, instead of just the, oh, I'm just visiting with this person, I had networking for a purpose. And I don't know, it played played with my mind. It makes people really nervous. Uh Um, And and I think sometimes it brings out an unnatural... um, feeling like we feel like we have to be somebody else or we feel like we have to be more assertive or we have to put a sales pitch on people. And that's why the first few chapters of my book are really about who are you, what works best for you and Mm -hmm. getting clear on that and then getting clear on what you want out of the networking so that you can use the power of intention, um, which some people say, oh, that sounds like, you know, the power of attraction, the power of intention. That sounds airy-fairy. <laughs> but there's actually brain science behind that. 
Um, right. You're setting your personal radar, which is a part of your brain called the reticular activation system. Mm-hmm. RA, some people call it RAS for short. And what it is is that's your filter on what you are going to notice. Like if you mm-hmm. have just purchased a brand new red car, you will likely notice all the other new red cars out on the road right. because you're sensitive to it. So, yeah, the, the, the networking thing gets throws people off, but what I would say there is it's you being the most natural you, also the best you that you can okay, be. Okay, we, we're going to break. All right. Sorry, we'll get back to that thought. Okay? All right, no problem. All right. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Our guest today is Patty DiNucci, uh, an Austin, Texas lady who talks about networking. Now, as you all may know, networking is critical for the professional, but I say networking is critical for everybody. So, Patty, before we went to the break, you had sort of, you had talked about networking, Mm -hmm. and so you were telling us your definition of networking. Yes, I was saying that it's, you know, it's important that you be yourself, that you, you know, they they start to use a word these days called business socialization. Isn't that an interesting Mm, term? That's a new one. Yeah, because networking sometimes has the connotation of, you know, you're going to get you know, a sales pitch thrown at you. But yeah. um, so it's socialization. It's you showing up as you, 
but also remembering to bring your best you, your most professional you. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot more, here's the word again, intention involved. You're there for a purpose. Yeah. Um, But I would also say that always remember that the relationship comes first, that Mm -hmm. before you get into trying to convince anybody to buy your product or hire you or, you know, use your services, build rapport first. And that just requires some, you know, pretty basic social skills such as, you know, knowing how to do a good greeting and a good handshake and Mm -hmm. how to start a conversation and keep a conversation going, which is why my next book is about conversation and connecting, because if you can't converse, then networking is going to be a challenge. So it's socializing, but it's not just chit-chat. And what I'm also learning is just idle chit-chat isn't that fulfilling for me anymore. So um, that's where the whole part about living, working, and connecting at a higher level, getting past you know, certainly starting with a little small talk as a warm-up, but then expanding and going beyond that into things that really matter. Well, don't you think that that networking really is not just for professional, but it's also for um, non-professional, anybody? I mean, Absolutely. any communication. I mean, we, we think about it in business, but mm-hmm. how much richer would those conversations be if you were intentional with just having a good conversation with honest heart in listening to who you're talking to. Oh, that is so true. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. (laughs) And and that's one of the reasons I'm working on this next book about conversation is I I think I know we're more connected with social media these days, but Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we're not losing the art of conversation. I mean, haven't you had just some wonderful conversations over the years with people that you had just met and may never see again, someone who sits next yes. to you on an airplane or, mm-hmm. you know, at a coffee shop or at a, you know, in line at a coffee shop or even, you know, sitting at a bar having a glass of wine. I have had some of the most interesting, rich conversations. And, and what's really neat about that is I think we all are searching for a tribe, a tribe mm-hmm. of people who understand us, who believe in things that we believe in or have ideas that are in some ways similar to ours but maybe also mm-hmm. different from ours so that we can expand our awareness. I, I did some research when I was doing some workshops for Microsoft last spring mm-hmm. and I discovered a lot of really good research about, um, I think the statistic is something like only 5% of what we do and bring to the world comes from us. The other 95% comes from other people. So see, there's a richness in getting, you know, you're learning things from other people. You're getting ideas. You're getting advice and support, expertise. Patty, uh, one thing that I, I have found through my journey over the last three or four years is that the tribes change as we grow. Yes. You know, Uh, we think that we make friends and they're our friends forever. We cannot Mm -hmm lose our friends and some of them will stay but some of them can't make the transitions that we go through yeah and i think there's there are times when you discover you have to energetically back away from yes. certain mm-hmm. relationships not that they're suddenly not your friend anymore um but there's the closeness isn't there or you yes. know you have to make room for, for somebody mm-hmm. else I, I know i have a few friends that have been lifelong friends 
Mm-hmm. My college roommate, we were roommates for four years, which already says, you know, who, who can stand living with the, this other person for four years? And we did just fine. We're that still very good friends. She's like a sister to me. And um, But then there are also, also some that fall away, and then maybe they return. Maybe there's a cycle to it. But yes. I think as we are doing, as we are trying to achieve and do different things, moving through different parts of our lives, our tribe has to adjust accordingly. Yes. And and again, it's not, you know, ditching people and saying, oh, I'm breaking up with you as a friend. I never want to speak to you again. But right. who we're, you know, they, they say, who who are the five people you are spending the most time with right now? And that will reflect very accurately what your life is all about and where you're going. Yeah. And I think it's giving yourself permission to change those people is part of growth. Absolutely. Allowing yeah. yourself to change those people. Yeah, and and that's why, you know, knowing who you are and what it is you really want out of life, what you yeah. are trying to achieve, how you want to feel. You know, if if you are in a relationship with a, you know, your next-door neighbor comes over every morning to have caught knocks on your door and wants coffee with you and then just puts you on a downer, mm-hmm. that might be a relationship where you have to set up some boundaries. On, you know, uh, let's chat once a week. I have some other things I need to be doing. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Right. So if we go into an event, first off, there's uh, there's so many questions I want to say. One is how to even choose an event that you want to go to in a in a city like Austin, where you're from, there's such a variety. But even in Tyler, where I live, sure. a, a much smaller city, you still have to focus mm-hmm. who is your networking family. Right. Who do you want to meet? What are you trying to achieve? Right. Um, and sometimes, I will just say, to kind of take the pressure off everybody, sometimes you just need to experiment and just mm. try. And I have mm-hmm. a, a little exercise that I tell people to do, some of my coaching clients. I tell them, go to an event, you know, join an organ, well, not necessarily join an organization, maybe visit an organization or a group, yeah. and uh-huh. see how you feel afterwards. Was it enjoyable and energizing? And if so, mm-hmm. put a little plus on the calendar next to, you know, that event. If it was okay and you felt like, you yeah, know, that was all right, it wasn't miserable, but it wasn't great, put a little zero, a little O. And if you just didn't feel like you belonged or the speaker wasn't good or you just didn't feel like you fit in, put in a minus and start ranking the events that you've enjoyed versus the ones not so much. Yeah. And it just brings yeah. a little awareness. And it stops people from going back to the same event over and over again when they're not enjoying it. I mean, you need to be mm-hmm. enjoying this. Definitely. If it's miserable, yeah. if it's, you're just having a miserable time, um, either you're in the wrong place or you may might need some, some skills to help you feel more confident and at ease. Yeah. So let's assume that we have found this family or this group or we're enjoying the program. And so how do you begin the process of of uh, going to a networking event? Well, there's a couple questions here. There's how to begin it. But I also there's another question in there prior to that one. I have, you know, we were taught that there is a... It's called the elevator speech, mm-hmm. but it's with something that we say. And what is an elevator speech? 
just so well, we clarify for yeah, our an elevator speech is something that is is your self introduction. That and the reason why they use the word elevator is like if you were standing in an elevator with someone, could you say a line or two about yourself? Like when someone says, "Hey, well, hey, what do you do? Good morning. What do you do?" And you could say it in the time it takes the elevator to get from one floor to another. It's quick, yeah. and there are. You know, some people say it's 30 seconds. You know, there's all kinds of formulas, um, mm-hmm. and they're interesting. I think I mentioned a couple of the formulas in my book, but basically what you want to do is say something about yourself that is clear, not over-rehearsed. It has to be natural. It has to be mm-hmm. – under. the person has to understand it, the other person. Um, and then – I think it needs to lead to more conversation. I think there needs to be a little bit of an intrigue factor. For example, if someone comes up to me for standing in an elevator and somebody says, good morning, Patty, you know, or good morning, what, tell me more about what you do, I say, uh-huh. I teach people how to network better rather than networking more. And so naturally that leads to, oh, well, how do you do that? And then I talk right. about, well, I'm a speaker, I'm an author of a book. I'm, mm-hmm. And then it just starts a conversation as opposed to overwhelming the other person with too much information. Yeah, I I guess I was under the idea that it had to be all your information. And it put me under such pressure that I yeah. would almost... <laughs> Go to sweats. Yeah, I know. I had to get all this out. Yeah, and I think that's the mistake some people make. There was a a woman who used to attend one of the networking events I used to go to, and she had this like two minute performance that she would go into, and people's eyes would just glaze over. And it was it was good, and she knew it well, but it wasn't natural, and it was it was too much. It was just too much. Yeah. It, it didn't yeah. lead to good conversation. You kind of wanted to just say, oh, well, thanks, thanks, and then you wanted to walk away and find somebody else to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. It, sales, it was almost salesy. Yeah. It was I don't know salesy. many people that want to be salesy. Yeah, uh, not too many want to be salesy, and the ones that are salesy, especially too quickly, that is a turnoff. I'm just going to say it's a turnoff. Right. Um, there was a woman that I met recently. I was speaking at an event in San Antonio, and we had a really nice conversation going, and she just shifted gears very almost unnaturally into sort of a sales pitch. Then she handed me this card about her products, and uh-huh. it ruined the moment. <laughs> really, it wasn't time yet. It's like dating. You don't want to ruin the moment with something that's not, you know, the, the other person's not ready for Yes, okay. Gently and suddenly you go into these changes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because I think everybody approaches network with a definite, it's I love it or I do not like this. Mm -hmm. So when we come back from our break, I want us to go in, if you will, I want you to talk about how we can um, go into or prepare for a networking event so that it's a positive experience. Okay. So we walk in that room knowing I am king and I'm going to meet some awesome people here. Absolutely. It's all in the mindset. And I think way too many of us walk in with, oh, no, it's another Another I experience. <laughs> I know. Just, you can just tell it on people's faces. They look like they have a feeling of dread going on. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to fix that after the break. That sounds cool. great. We'll be back with Patty DiNucci.
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Patty Nanucci is my guest today, and she is the author of The Intentional Networker. And so... She has valuable information in this book, and so she's sharing some of it with us today. So, Patty, we had just mentioned about maybe you would share with us about how to prepare for the networking event. Yeah, so, well, there's a couple of things that a person can do, and I, I want to throw out there right now that I'm actually half introvert, which is why I bring some different perspectives to the whole idea of networking. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was an, a, an introvert, although she could be very social, but she, she liked her private time like I do. And mm-hmm. so I understand how it feels to be an introvert. Walking into a room full of strangers is terrifying for me many times mm-hmm. as well. So here are some things that you can do to make the process a little easier. First of all, as you're on, the, on your way to the event, or even if you have a little time back at home, back at the office, to just spend three minutes preparing, make a list of your intentions, things that you're going to commit to. Like, I am go- I'm committing to having a good time. I'm committing to um, smiling and, and feeling positive and to meet three to five new people. And just set a few of your – they're like goals, but they're really mindsets. I, I intend to have fun. I intend to be my best self, that sort of thing. If you can just uh-huh. write a few of those things down, again, that sets that wonderful part of your brain, the reticular activating system, and it just kind of gets it in the mood for the event. As you're walking into an event, um, there's some wonderful techniques that my friend and colleague Jan Goss offers, and that is to say the word 
great to yourself. Uh, you know, maybe even I feel great. Uh, great. Mm. I'm, it, life is great. You, you know, just fake it till you make it. It's one of those things, <laughs> even if you're not in a terrific mood or you're scared. Just, uh-huh. And also remember, you have as much right to be at any event as anybody else who is there. You, you do. We all have the right to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's a little prep up front. Um, another thing that you can do is make sure you get to the event early, not, you know, super early so that it's awkward and there's a lot of standing around, but get there early enough so that the room isn't already completely abuzz with conversation um, and, and you can actually be there to some degree to greet those who are arriving. You might stand by the registration table where you can see the name tags and see who's going to be there. Maybe you'll see a familiar name and you'll say, mm-hmm. oh, Bob's going to be here today. Great. I'm going to make sure I say hello to him when right. he arrives. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, instead of walking into a room that's already just at a high energy level and is enough to freak out almost anybody except, you know, the most tried and true extrovert, yeah. you're allowing yourself to ease into the activity of the event. I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right. Um, now, tell me, is there a principle behind taking that very first step where you write it all down? Is that important to write it all down, or as we're driving there, can we be oh, thinking you know, about if it? Oh, you forget and you're driving there, you don't have mm-hmm. to write it down. Writing it down helps because you're running it through your brain several times. You know, you're writing exactly. it, you're seeing it, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah. if, you, if you've forgotten to do that, it's just on your way. Um, okay. Put a great cool. radio station on the on the radio. You know, put on a great song. Say these, I, I'm going to feel great. We're going to have fun. I'm going to meet some great people. We're going to have great conversations. Yes, you, you don't have to write it. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Some people to, feel it's very important to write things down. Yeah, and I was, that's why I was I asking. think that's better to write it down. But if you forget, certainly, um, you know, just right. say it. Yeah. You know, just think yeah. about it. For, yeah. Just setting the intention is important. Yes. So then when you do, let's say you are going to you run into somebody and you're introducing yourself, mm-hmm. I would say definitely, you know, smile, eye contact, um, Know how to give a good handshake, which involves putting your palm against its palm to palm, web to web, with the web being where your thumb, the space between your thumb and forefinger, and, mm-hmm. and you know a nice gentle clasp and an easy couple of pumps of the arm. You know, don't right. give them like this half limp, mm-hmm. hesitant handshake, and certainly don't be a bone crusher. That's not good. That's, right. that, that sends a message you definitely don't want to send. Right. Um, and. You start with asking questions like, so what brought you here? How do you, how do you know the host or hostess? Do you know the organizers? Um, have you heard the speaker before? Um, mm-hmm. Is this your first time here? Just start by asking the obvious questions on what brought you here. And you'll be surprised how that can lead into an interesting conversation. You'll be learning about the intentions of the other people that you're meeting, and it can lead to a really nice little conversation. Yes. Actually, I went to a party this weekend, this past weekend, and that was one of the questions that was asked me is, how do you know the hostesses? And it it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It was a great opener. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or you might find out that, you know what, this person is, you might have actually walked up and started talking to the speaker. And Uh I would say, don't let that intimidate you. Any conversation, you know, everybody's equal. It um, it doesn't matter if the person says, well, I'm president of XYZ company. Well, 
so what? Um, have a, you know, keep asking questions. Um, right. The great thing about being an introvert is that introverts tend to talk less, so they tend to be good listeners. Mm-hmm. Extroverts have to be careful not to talk too much mm-hmm. and, you know, yammer on. And, you know, I always tell extroverts to kind of tone it down a little bit and listen more. And I tell the introverts, you know what? Be brave. Say something a little outrageous. Um, not inappropriate, obviously, mm-hmm. but right. have some things in your back po- some questions in your back pocket or some statements about books you've read or or something interesting you saw on TV that might pertain to what's going on. Um, you know, it's, it, both yeah. can be very good networkers. They just have to be careful not to fall into one, you know, not enough talking or too much talking. Right. It, it, it can be very awkward if you're with a person who absolutely has no question. They just kind of stand there and look at you like, oh, I know. and it's how do you pull them in when they don't want to be pulled in? Mm-hmm. I had <laughs> you know? a really interesting conversation with a man who was a researcher at the University of Washington. And when mm-hmm. he told me what he did, I thought, oh boy, this is going to be a difficult conversation <laughs> because it was just him and me. Like there, everything else, like there would have been awkward for me to just, you know, not talk to him. Yes. And he, uh-huh. I, I had enough questions. Like I asked him, I said, well, how does a person get to be a researcher? What, what are you researching? What is your favorite part about researching? And mm-hmm. he was absolutely delightful. It was such an interesting conversation. I loved it. Very memorable to me. Right. So that's a good example. Don't let our assumptions um, affect our questions. Right, right. right. Everybody has something rich and interesting to share with us. Right. Yeah. All right. So we've we've had this conversation with this person. How important is it that we be at our best? I mean, how do you get upbeat other than the I'm great, I'm great, I'm great? Mm. You know, I think um I'm so into the energy that we have inside of us mm-hmm. being transmitted to our listeners. You know, when you walk in a room, if you're on, then yeah. you're I, I open. It's, it's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people, you know, if you are supposed to attend an event and you're really not feeling well, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically, if you're sick, if you haven't had any sleep, if you can just if it's not 100% mandatory that you be there, just stay home <laughs> because really yeah, you're going to offer a first impression that, that yeah. will not be good. Uh, right. On the other hand, you know, we've all had those times when we're not feeling our best. Um, something's happened. We've had an argument with our spouse or the kids or yeah. we just aren't feeling our best. And um, there are moments when you have to dig deep and um, I, I write about, I write in my book about a time I had to go and speak and I wasn't feeling well and I was, you know, kind of high on the anti, not antidepressants, gosh, no, I don't take those, but <laughs> high on, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the Sudafed. I was taking Sudafed and Benadryl, which kind of makes you up and down oh. at the same time. And I felt like my yeah. head was on this, you know, balloon that was floating yeah. above my body. Three, and it was crazy. I, I, really wondered how I was going to pull it off, but I just dug really deep. And a dear friend of mine who sat in the front row was one of my mentors said, Patty, that was just like one of the best presentations you've ever given. Yeah. And I was shocked, but I did it. 
But you shouldn't have to do that all the time. That's, you know, those are those special occasions. So self-care is really important. Surrounding yourself with positivity and positive people, reading uplifting things. I don't watch the news that much. I, I read the New York Times on weekends. I will turn on the news for a little while, but I don't submit myself to constant negative news. Right. So there are things that you do to take care of yourself so that when it's time to be on, you look your best and you feel your best and you have the energy to fake it till you make it if you're not at your best. Mm-hmm. First impressions yeah. are so critical and they go, I know people say it's not fair that we judge people, but that's part of our DNA. It's part of the survival um, mechanism that we have is who do we want in our tribe that will help us survive? Right. You know, and years ago it was about getting yeah. food and yeah. protection. Now it's about business. Yeah. So when one goes to a networking event, how many, do, I mean, what would you consider a successful? We just have a short time, but is there a successful number like Walk well, away with 10 cards or... Yeah, or, if you walk into a room full of, let's say, 30 or 40 people, if you walked away having had three to five conversations and even just three to five business cards, that, and, and let's say it's only like an hour, hour and a half event, that uh-huh. is a success. I, I don't want your listeners to think that you have to run around the room whipping out business cards and talking to every single person. You don't. You mm-hmm. don't. That puts way too much pressure on yourself. And it's sort of obnoxious, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I call it sort of drive-by networking where someone whips their card at me and I don't, I haven't spoken to them. When I actually get mm-hmm. home, if I don't remember the conversation, I throw the card away. It's ah. That. I am brutal. <laughs> I don't keep cards. Throw the card people, away. <laughs> I don't keep cards from people who throw their business cards at me. I, I don't. Yeah. 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 So part of your follow-up is... Going through those cards, uh, eliminating those that are not um, memorable. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when we do come back, I want to tell, I want you to share with us what your process is because I don't want to get caught in the middle here okay. as we go to break. But um, I have heard you speak about the importance of follow up, which yeah. I think many of us do not do anymore, even in our personal lives. Very few so, people follow up. Um, Yeah. So we will be back with Patty DiNucci as she will tell us more about networking. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose, insights with heart. The WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked, and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. 
using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system and offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com and join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Patty Danucci is our guest today, and she is a speaker, consultant, workshop facilitator, and author. But she has written a book also that is a continuing, I call it like a textbook almost, a supporter, The Intentional Networker. So it's a reference book for all of us. So, Patty, before we went to break, we were just getting, we had finished about the networking, the importance of the networking event, and you prepared us for it. So you told us how to maneuver through the networking event, but now we need to to know how to follow up because follow up is so important in staying connected with those people that you really uh, liked. Liked. Yeah. So, what, you enjoy. what is the follow up? 
Well, follow-up, you know, when I consider follow-up, and by the way, so few people take that next step. Um, they put mm-hmm. lots of time and lots of money and lots of energy into attending networking events, and then they sort of drop the ball. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a really small percentage. So here's yeah. what I do, and this has worked really, really well for me, and, and people seem to respond very well to it. Let's say I've, I've had those three to five, maybe even ten. If it's, if it's a longer event and I'm feeling really social, I may have met ten really cool people. And right. I, I feel like I like them. They get me. They understand what I'm doing. They showed in some enthusiasm. I liked what they were doing. They seemed positive. They had all the you know characteristics of the kinds of people I like to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. And um, I will just sit down, take those cards, and either that afternoon or the next day, or usually within a few days, I will mm-hmm. sit down with those cards and I will send out quick little emails to each of them. And in the subject line, I will put something like, it was great to meet you, dot, dot, dot. And I'll say something like, dear Mary, really enjoyed meeting you at the Rotary luncheon last Tuesday. Um, I found it fascinating that you're involved in blah, 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 whatever they do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really enjoyed our conversation about X, Y, and Z. Give them a few reminders of who you were, but also what you remember about them, because that will jog their memory. People get really busy, and you know there are a lot of people who speak to a lot of people, and so they'll be thinking, okay, what was – oh, yes, 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 I remember that. Mm-hmm. And just don't put a sales pitch on them. You might say something like, you know, as you may recall, I'm involved in blah, blah, blah. If I can serve you or be of support to you in any way, mm-hmm. please don't hesitate. You might throw in, if you'd like to get together for a cup of coffee, I would enjoy that. I hope to stay in touch. But don't put pressure on them to, don't be needy. In other words, don't right. say, well, let's have coffee next week or let's have lunch tomorrow. Um, show interest without being needy and without putting mm-hmm. pressure on them. <laughs> It's so easy. It's yes. so easy. I've been uh, impressed when this happened to me where people offered to give their support. For instance, Joyce, let me know if there's some way I can help you. Mm-hmm. They offer first without yes. the obvious of I want your help. Exactly. I, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, and really good networking, really good networkers are givers first. And that yes. seems counterintuitive. But mm-hmm. there are actually, um, it's actually something, there's a phenomenon that goes on, again, in your brain, where when somebody does something nice for you, what's the natural mm-hmm. response? You want to do something nice right back. Right. And you can't go into it thinking, okay, so I'm going to give them something so that they'll give me something. That, mm-hmm. that sort of ruins it. You have to kind yeah, of go does. into the networking mindset with a generous heart. And even mm-hmm. if it's like, you know what, if you, if you want to bounce that idea off of me, call me. Let's talk for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. What have you got to lose? Um, my mother used to have this wonderful little saying that, that works in lots of different situations, and her saying is, it doesn't cost a penny to be gracious. Right. And I've always remembered that, um, you know, just to be generous. But the mm-hmm. follow-up, and you can follow up on email. You can follow them, find them on LinkedIn. That's, very, mm-hmm. that's a very popular social media in the business world. Yes. Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, Put these people in your follow list on the social media as well um, so that you can start building the relationship. Right. Yeah. So the, the follow-up, it, 
which I think so many do forget about the importance of the follow-up. And being gracious and authentic is very important. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A genuine concern for others' well-good. Mm-hmm. is you know, much well, needed. and some people, I'm just going to interrupt you here just to throw this thought out there. Some people will think, sure. well, what do I have to offer somebody else? Yeah. Well, you can offer an opinion. You can listen. I have a good friend who's an introvert, and mm-hmm. he's always kind of never really sees what, how beautiful her gifts are. And I said to her, um, Mary, that's not her real name, I said, Mary, you know, you are mm-hmm. a tremendous listener. You could say, you know what, if you want to just have somebody listen to what you are going to propose, if if you're writing and you have a paragraph you're struggling with, mm-hmm. I'm a good listener. And mm-hmm. that is such a gift. We yeah. all have gifts to give. Right, right. Well, I would like for my listeners to know how to get your gifts because they oh. can already see that you're a valuable asset. But they need to know how to get your book and yeah. just how to contact, contact you yes, in the future. Yes. Well, my website is www.com intentionalnetworker.com and if you go to that website there's a little box where you can put in your name and your email and Mm -hmm. you'll be subscribing to my blog which Mm -hmm. by the way some of my past blogs I'm combining into a couple of books so there's some really good material there but you'll also get a free chapter of my book and you'll get some bonus networking tips that Mm -hmm. let let me tell you this bonus tip sheet is, is good enough that the, Saint, the board of the St. David's Foundation here in Austin made copies of it for all their board members. Oh, and wow. These are some pretty high-level experienced people, mm-hmm. and they found my extra material, which my editor kicked out of my book. She said, this book is going to be like, you know, three inches thick. You know, let's kind of tone it down <laughs> a little. So we made this sheet. So that's available. That will land in your inbox. And then I have some worksheets um, that I think might, some other free material that you'll get. And I have other things that are com- that will be coming out after the first of the year that will be new bonus material as well. So that's a great way to reach me. It tells you more about my um, my coaching, which mm-hmm. I'm doing hourly coaching. We can do it by phone. If you live in the Austin area, we mm-hmm. coach either at one of my favorite um, coffee shops mm-hmm. in North Austin, or sometimes in my kitchen at the kitchen, literally <laughs> at the kitchen table. We hash things out. I'm a great collaborator and listener uh-huh. and, you know, help guide people through the process of transition. Yeah. Love working right. with women. Um, right. And obviously you can get my book off Amazon and almost any online retailer, The Intentional Networker. And it's great for graduates. Like a lot of kids are graduating, like mine is. Mm-hmm. It is a great book for those who are starting their careers. Yeah. Do you have a favorite section in the book or do you like it all? Mm, well, I had a really, really good time writing the chapter about saying no and setting boundaries. <laughs> that was my one of my favorite chapters to write because at the time I wrote it, I was so busy and mm-hmm. I was getting asked to do so many things, to volunteer for this, to speak here, to do this, to do that. And mm-hmm. I had to get really, really clear on the things that weren't working for me. And yeah. what that did is it freed up a lot of energy and time and resources to do the things I really wanted to do. And I think as women, boy, we try to do it all. We try to give all the time, and we just can't do it without sacrificing our health mm-hmm. and our own goals and mm-hmm. dreams, right? So, oh, you're so right. Yeah. So that's it's just in our DNA. Effect. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's the. I don't can't remember what the free chapter is. I'll be honest, because we rotate free chapters, you mm-hmm. know, through the the giveaway process. But well, I love the in way itself, in your in your book the way you have these uh, sections that go try this. Mm-hmm. I think those yeah. are so clever. Yeah, and I thought. I designed the book to be a field guide so you could pop it open. You don't have uh-huh. to read it front to back, although that's helpful. But you uh-huh. can pop it open anywhere and just read the section and do the little exercise. They're super easy. You yeah. know, for, for the cost, well, it retails for nineteen ninety five, but I think on Amazon you can get it for a little less than that. Yeah. People have told me it's the most, it's the most value that they have received for that kind of money in a long time. Well, listeners, I really, really, really encourage you to get this book, not just for thinking, oh, I'm never going to network, which we all network, no matter what our purpose is in life, but we all network and interact with individuals. Patty, I am so thankful that you've given us this time today so that we can share it with my listeners that they know how to get you and they know how to get your book. Now yeah. I know you're getting you're getting ready for another book, aren't you? Yeah. That's in the future. Right. I'm writing another book on conversation and connection because Wonderful. It seems to me that, you know, the conversation piece, um uh-huh. you can have some really rich conversations if you know how or yeah. you end up in the same old chit-chatty stuff that, you know, doesn't really bring any value we'll- to your life. We'll be looking forward to that book. And when that book comes out, we'll, we'll want you back so we can share it with my listeners. Awesome. So thank you again for being here with us today. It's George, been it a, a real pleasure. It's yeah. really been fun. I hope you have a good day. I hope all your listeners have a wonderful day. Thank you. So we say goodbye for now. As we always hate to do, and this is, as you know, the Christmas season. So I wish you and your families the richest, the sweetest, the most beautiful holiday. You make a difference. Thank you for listening. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 